Ring, ring, ring. Hello? <laughs> hey, it's Lydia. Lydia who? Podcast Lydia. Podcast? Oh, podcast. Duh. So sorry. What's up, podcast Lydia? How many other Lydias do you have in your life? <laughs> do I have competition? <laughs> yeah, <Okay. no. laughs> you are the one, the only. <laughs> you want to record a podcast this week with me? Sure. Why not? Oh, cool. <laughs> Let's talk about law school. Oh, God. Do you think anyone will want to listen? <laughs> law school is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, let's never do improv. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you know the first rule of improv is you have to say yes to everything? So I think I just broke the rule. (laughs) Uh, Anywho. Yeah, how's it going? You know, it's going. I had the, the scary realization today that one month from today, I am taking my torts final. (laughs) With trimesters, how does that work? So you're going to start your next classes before me? I start my next round of classes on January 2nd. Okay. When do you... So you're doing semesters? No. No. Okay. (laughs) Help. No. The the second trimester, the fall trimester, goes from January 2nd to like March 22nd. And then my first day of my spring trimester is March 30th, and we go through like mid-June. So... Yeah. Oh, and your fall actual semester started late because you did that pre-law school thing. Yes. Okay. August okay. Term. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Cool. Yeah. So your exams are coming up. My exams are coming up. In the what? spring, we won't be on the same exam schedule as kind of sounds like. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're in this together for torts at least. Oh, my. Yes, we are. Oh, that's so good because we get to like share supplements. Very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, that's somehow we managed to organically begin talking about what our topic for this week is going to be, which is just prepping for exams. We know that we have one month to go, but better late. No, what am I saying? Better better late than never, which kind of feels, I mean, we have one month until the exam and I'm already saying better late than never. Oh my. Why don't we not begin with that though why don't we begin with highs you and don't lows? just start over what <laughs> no we're doing so good our improv everyone's gonna love that hey we don't even have advertisements you know so i feel like we're pretty good like y'all can bear with us on this right yeah i'm not gonna make you listen to any like <laughs> new things about stamp dot stamps.com or nature box <laughs> like we're we're just gonna do really crappy improv (laughs) at you for the first three minutes yes so that's our topic is preparing for exams um so we'll get to that yeah after these brief messages (laughs) i almost do want to start over honest to god no no it stays we have never started a single podcast episode over yet and i refuse to let this be the day um all right let's do highs and lows that'll that'll really get back on track yeah (laughs) this train has been derailed long enough lydia yeah what was your high this week um i have a high this week that everybody can get in on Mm -hmm. so i turned to my torts midterm last week 
in the hypo, I don't want to talk about it too much um, because in case someone takes that class next year and it's the same hypo, um, you know, you're going to think through it yourself. But it takes place in a lake in Michigan and it's a torts hypo. It has nothing. It was not, I was not being tested on maritime law, right? But part of me was like, what if maritime law um, could be like the jurisdiction of this like little business that's operating on the lake uh-huh. instead of Michigan law? Like in the Great Lakes, is there maritime law or is that just for the ocean? Because the Great Lakes are like pretty big and it goes from the UK to Canada. Yeah. So um, I searched and the first a place that comes up when you Google like Great Lakes maritime law question mark is this law firm called O'Brien Law. Their website is incredibly intense in the best way. And they have a little section called like swag. It has, <laughs> they provide free branded t-shirts to boat crews in the Great Lakes. Um, and I emailed them like begging them. I was like, okay, I'm not a crew. I, I don't have a crew of sailors. I have like a group of students at WashU in St. Louis, nowhere uh-huh. near your business. Like we cannot direct any business to you, but we really like your shirts. Like, can we buy them? Like you please don't give them to us for free. Cause we like, can't, you know? Yeah. Um, and they said, yes, uh, just earlier today. <laughs> they, I sent this, I sent the, like, I sent them a really long email, like, way too long, like, explaining the entire situation, <laughs> the, the, like, torts midterm, my Googling, like, my friends, like, being a student at WashU, like, way too much information, right? The response I give by email is, yes, no punctuation, next line, $5 each, next line, send, dollar sign, ampersand, I'll send, next line, sent from my iPhone. And I was like, yes. Um, so, yeah, I sent them a, a check by mail today. And, like, our order and uh, my address to send it to. And I really thought this is, like, quite an issue spotter for contracts. Like, the advertisement on their website, was that an offer? Was my email to them an offer? Or was their email back to me an offer? Ooh. Turns out their email to me was the offer. My email to them was a request for information. Even taking contracts, say this, this isn't like as good of a as good of a little test. But you're gonna learn about something called the mailbox rule, and basically the mailbox rule does apply to what I just did. I think. Wait, so wait, what is the mailbox rule roughly? The mailbox rule used to be a big deal when there wasn't as much um, simultaneous conversation, like by email and over the phone, but. Um, Basically, like, if there's an offer that's outstanding that hasn't been accepted yet, so there's not quite a contract yet, just an offer that's floating out there, um, and, you know, it takes, like, several days for the mail to get from the person who's accepting the offer to the person who made the offer. Mm -hmm. So um, the question is, when has the contract been made? Has the contract been made when the person sends the letter that says I accept? Or is Mm -hmm. it made when the person receives it? And basically in that scenario, it's made when the person sends the letter, not when the person receives it. And there's other rules for other things. But uh, 
yeah, I was like, cool, mailbox rule. And I was thinking, like, is it a unilateral contract or a bilateral contract? It's a unilateral contract because I had to, like, he promised me that he would fulfill my order, but I didn't make any kind of promise. I could have, like, never sent him the $5 or whatever. Anyways, it was very exciting to have a contracts issue spotter in the wild. That's my Yeah, high. that's, I mean, and not a only is that a contracts issue spotter, that's just a lot of crossover in all the classes. I, I find myself doing the same thing now. Um, well, roughly, where like I'm looking for the law in my daily life. The other day I was walking from school to this co-op that's like a half mile away. And as I was crossing the street, I almost got hit by a car because the driver was driving negligently and like ran the stop sign. And I thought, torts. Compliance <laughs> error. Compliance error. <laughs> oh, just think of the tort claims I could make. But I, I also think it's really funny. Like this is my sense of humor now, I guess, when people call anything a tort <laughs> that offends them. Yeah, tort. <laughs> Yeah, I just think it's funny to say tort. I mean, tort still to me as a word sounds <laughs> wrong. Like it's, I hear tort, tort. and I, I still like, I know what torts means, but I also feel like when I just hear it, it doesn't make any sense. Like who decided tort was going to be the word <laughs> that described, like I think tort and I think some sort of moosey chocolate dessert still, <laughs> it's wrong. That's incorrect. But that's where my brain goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's my high. I'm going to put the swag order form on our blog because Great. then we can all, we don't have, we don't have, you know, branded material for a podcast. That's fine. We can just all wear O'Brien Law. <laughs> like when you see this design, can you click on the link? Did you I, click on it? I just clicked it. Oh, <laughs> wait a <Good>. second. <laughs> Is it this? Okay, so for the listeners at home, this design <laughs> is so much cooler than I thought it was going to be. So it's, imagine sort of like a seal. And uh, um, on top of the seal, uh, there is there are the words Mystic Knights of the Sea. <laughs> and then there are two crosses. And at the bottom, there's a whale, and in the the whale has fangs. And it's wait, I need this shirt. Inside the whale is the is the text bringing ship owners to justice, and then the actual crest looks like the Starbucks mermaid come alive. But she not only does she have a fin, she has wings and a spear, and she's holding. Um, the scales of justice. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's so much going on here. There's also a, like, it looks like the Pope, but like a, this, a skeleton version of the Pope. Um, yeah, this is, wow. Yeah, wow, wow, wow. Illuminati stuff going on for sure. <laughs> like, I ordered in bulk, honestly. <laughs> so I'm going to send you one. It Thank was going to be a surprise, but it's, now it's the high of my week, so I had to share it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this is so cool. <laughs> Very good. Well, my high is, like, way less punk rock. <laughs> um, I got my, my memo back. Yay! You know? Yeah. So, you may recall that about five weeks ago, 
I got a draft of my memo back and I got a five out of 10 on it and I wept. Um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I felt really bad. And I, the more I talk about the weeping, the less bad I feel about it. <laughs> um, but so I got, I got the final product back this past week and I have been vindicated. I like, hey. yes, I got a very good grade on it and it made me feel like it was just, it felt like the perfectly timed thing. Like I needed that boost needed of confidence. I needed that win. I really, <laughs> really did. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And then I, and it was great because I got that back the day that I was beginning my research for my final memo for this class. And I thought, okay, you know, you actually know what you're doing. Cause before that, yeah. the only gauge I had of, if I knew what I was doing was the paper I did poorly on. So <laughs> now I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I know what I'm doing. This is good. I am so happy to hear that. Thank you. I got Thank my you. memo back as well. <gasps> you remember a couple episodes I looked at it after I turned it in just to give it a little look. And I thought, well, that's a B minus paper. And if I get anything better than that, I'll be happy. So I got a B, which is not a B minus. However, it didn't make me happy. It was very low on the B scale. And I was like, uh, I need to have a growth mindset about this and not a fixed mindset. But there's part of me that wants to have a fixed mindset and be like, I guess I'm just a B writer. This is just who I am now. <laughs> I'm never going to be any better than this. I'm just a B, a big old B. <laughs> uh, but yeah. your your story is very inspiring. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, a real comeback story if I've ever heard one. Yeah. The underdog. <laughs> I feel like my getting my memo back was neither a high nor a low. It was just like a bleh, mm. like something in between. Yeah. Or if we should add that as like a, a portion of this because the highs and lows, like there's a, most of the law school is like bleh. It's just like yeah. how you feel when you eat a little bit too much bread. <laughs> relatable relatable yes well um what's your <laughs> lows it always feels bad to do lows after we do highs we really let's need to do it yeah. anyways let's okay. wallow okay yeah let's wallow um <laughs> so i whew, well it's now november so obviously i've begun thinking about summer <laughs> And looking at different jobs and internships, just sort of browsing with no real intention right now of doing any applying. But I came to this realization that most of these internships or summer jobs are 10-week commitments based on traditional law school schedules, where summer is like mid-May to mid-August. But my summers, because I'm on the trimester system, are shorter Meaning that unless these internships are flexible with their start and stop times, my schedule kind of like precludes me from being a candidate, which Frick. of course, I know, doesn't that suck? I mean, of course, that's not going to stop me from applying. But I mean, you know how long it takes to fill out a job application if you're not just yes. doing it like plugging in different names and submitting the same thing. Like if you're actually putting the time in, it takes so much time to just do one application. So the thought of doing that and then having the application thrown out just based on timing is deflating. <laughs> it makes I think me... you could have preliminary conversations with them. 
and find out that before you go through the effort of applying. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I could probably do that. But, yeah, that's a really good point. But I think you're still right to be wary of that because if you informally ask someone and they say, no, that won't preclude you, um, and then it comes down to them choosing between your application and someone who can stay longer, then it might actually matter even if it's not like what initially bars you. And that would be so yeah. frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would. But anyway, there, this does this low kind of ends on a little bit of a higher note um, because as I was getting deeper and deeper into my depressive click hole about that, <laughs> Um, I decided to tunnel my way out uh, by thinking about more creative summer options. Um, and that's been super fun. And I started thinking, I've been like romanticizing a summer where I can take online summer school courses, which is something Elon what? offers. More yeah. school? Yeah. I mean, I like what? the school. Like, I don't know. It's just like, you know, what? online classes. I, I imagine sitting at a cafe doing online classes or like, going on a trip and as I'm traveling I can take online classes but would it like boost your GPA or like what's the how does that fit in your accelerated trimester thing would you graduate early uh that I don't know and I don't I wouldn't want to be I'm not doing that this option would not be because I want to graduate even earlier it would be because it would be because I I want the financial aid that comes along with summer okay summer classes cool cool. okay cool yeah so i was like okay if i take online summer classes then i qualify for financial aid which opens up so many more options um like i could do online summer classes and volunteer somewhere that i think is really rad like let's say there's a nonprofit in town that is just not hiring summer interns or can't pay for summer law interns but i say i will work for free and they're like great yeah, <laughs> then I can kind of make my own schedule with them because I'm working for free. And, you know, maybe that's just a volunteer gig. Fine. But I'm also taking these online classes. So I have financial aid. You see what I mean? That sounds pretty nice. I mean, I'm looking at a lot of unpaid internships as well, but ones that have more structured time stuff. So like you really sound like you found a good medium well maybe like, maybe we'll see yeah um but like i my eye on the prize this summer is i i have already signed up for and really hope i can make this happen i really want to volunteer at the democratic national convention in july in milwaukee um oh cool it's like a week long and i'm super curious to see what that's like so if i could do online classes then i could like do my online classes at night and then during the day i could volunteer at the dnc which would be rad the last thing i was thinking about too was i would love to take some spanish classes what if this summer i like dedicate myself to learning spanish i read online and I, this is maybe total bs but i read online that if you dedicate or rather it takes 480 hours for somebody to become uh, fluent in another language if it's well they had it on based on different like language categories but Spanish yeah. is one of the easiest to learn so Doesn't if the I State Department put out that list is that what you're looking at I was looking I, I did a quick Google and it came up on a couple blogs I, I don't think it was from the State Department but 480 hours I mean that's 48 hours or sorry 48 days 10 hours a day or 
like eight hours a day for like 60 days. That's a summer. I could learn Spanish. That would be super fun. Anyway. That would be awesome. Yeah. So rather than thinking about how sad I would be if I had an extra hard time getting a summer gig because of the timing, I'm choosing to just see a bunch of open doors and endless possibilities. Who knows? Maybe I'll be a, um, I don't know. A beer wench again. I could be. <laughs> I could. I could. I could <laughs> wax nostalgic on the days of working at an Irish pub in Brooklyn. Um, anyway, it's oh, a good time. So cool. Yeah. Wow. You really turned that low into a huge high. Like I'm so excited about your life. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be too excited. We'll see how it pans out. I tried to go to the last DNC. I was running to be a delegate for Bernie and I got like some votes in this caucus in Massachusetts, but didn't quite make it. And then I was really bummed, but then I ended up doing bike and build. So I couldn't have done it anyway. So it worked out. You mean bike and build with me? Yeah. So we wouldn't have even met. Well, I probably would have still chosen it over the DNC because there were so many other people. I don't really know. I guess. No, I get. No, I would have chosen the DNC. I would have had to have been there for Bernie. Anyways. Wow, that was so long ago. Okay, um, I am also on the job search. They really get you started early. I had not realized that before law school. Like our school even has been like having tons of um, like expos and like meet and greets and lunches with employers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's nonstop. It starts early. Now that some, there was some like December 1st deadline that got lifted. Did you hear about that? Oh, um, well, so at our school, it was that, yeah, I think it was like 1L students could not begin applying for jobs or maybe it was the other way around. Maybe it was that employers couldn't start talking to 1L students until after, I think it was October 1st, but that got, that's no longer a thing. For you, it was December 1st? Yeah, it wasn't a Wash U thing. It was like, yeah, I don't know. It was like an ABA thing? I don't know. Eh. (laughs) It's one of those things that I guess I should know about, but um, I just can't really (laughs) actually fly to a lot of places before Christmas break, so. Yeah. But there is this, like, global public interest fellowship thing that's due before break, or I think I would even find out if I got it before break. So I think that's my plan. Like all of my eggs will be in that basket. If the basket is returned with a dozen broken eggs, I will spend Christmas break applying to places. Otherwise, got a basket of eggs. Yeah. Is you that got how the egg metaphor with. works? I, I <laughs> hmm. um, I'm still tempted to restart this episode because I'm nope. so Please. delirious. Please, Megan. No. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So I like that's kind of been, you know, how I keep thinking, like, how am I going to not lose sight of why I came to law school? Because yeah. just saying that you don't want to lose sight isn't isn't the bulk of the work. So the like looking for opportunities abroad where I could be working on migration due to climate change is like really nice. It's hard because there's not like a ton of stuff that's easy to find. But when I've found it and I've been introduced to different people um, abroad, 
you know, some of them aren't hiring or don't have capacity even for unpaid internships, but uh, some of them do. And it's really cool to be like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll spend my summer in this place that I've never thought about going. I don't want to say what it is because I don't want to jinx it. But there's <laughs> one lead that I have that I'm pretty excited about. Um, and there's like a modest stipend from WashU. Like I could I could spend the summer eating some rice and then coming back and being like, okay. So I think that's the plan for now. Yeah. The what if game is a fun one to play. Like I hated the what if game when I was applying to law school, but now that I'm in the what if game just feels way more fun (laughs) (laughs) because I'm gaining the skills. So one way or another, I don't know what I have to offer this summer because I don't know what one year's worth of classes in an American law school could do abroad. I might stick in the U.S. just if there's nothing I can really be useful for mm. elsewhere. But it's like this funding that could be used abroad is really exciting. So that's my first half of my what if. That was um, not where were you sorry. still need to do your low. Yeah, I have to do my low. <laughs> um, the like inertia as plaque thing. Yes. Throughout a couple weeks ago, mm. it's it's a huge issue. It's just like even more than before. Like I'm in outlining mode and review mode and like exam prep mode, mm-hmm. but that's not like like our next memo is due November seventeenth, and then classes end a little after that and we have like a reading period before exams and that's when you're supposed to be in like full exam mode but I feel like I'm in full exam mode now because I started outlining on f fall break or I like really started outlining then and I'm like kind of caught up with it and I'm ready to just like really internalize all the information anyways we're I mean we're about to talk about that so I don't want to get too much into it but um I just don't want to be working on this other memo. <laughs> I just really don't. Um, yeah, I just, it's been really hard to make myself do it. Even though the lesson that I should have learned from the previous memo was like, just do it, do as much as you can early and just like chip away at it and like give yourself plenty of time to edit. Yes. But this weekend, I was like, great, this is the time that I can really get ahead. And I just couldn't make myself do it. Like I had like the Word doc open and like the cursor was blinking. And I was like, "Mm, why don't I like make curry instead? Or like, "Mm, why don't I take like another shower or like (laughs) anything other than this? You know, I had similarly big plans to get an entire draft of my memo done this weekend. But... Yeah, because I, same exact lesson, like get it done early and bring it to have edits done with your professor as often as possible. Yeah. So I made appointments. I've made four appointments with my professor between now and when it's done, which essentially holds me to deadlines because I can't show up to his office without certain products. But I sat down to do the memo this weekend and I ended up just dredging up 10 more sources and briefing all those cases whoa (laughs) yeah and and, you know sometimes it's not applicable (laughs) like sometimes you get to the end of the case and you're like whoa 
Okay, this does nothing for the argument I'm going to try to make. Aww. Dang it. <laughs> but now I could tell you all about shopkeeper's defense <laughs> in Indiana. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Yeah. So exams are looming. Yeah, let's talk about exams. Because for some reason that like, I'm just not as dreading it as much as memo but maybe that's because it's further off maybe i will soon dread it and just like i just am dreading things in the right order (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's an order of operation for dread lydia follow it (laughs) okay pemdas all right yeah (laughs) oh my goodness um (laughs) it's more than okay yeah i mean uh, so i do not feel dread about any of the exams and I'm wondering if I will, but there's this part of me. So in both of my classes, Civ Pro and Torts, essentially, and this is not like strictly true for both, but essentially the final is worth 90% of your grade. Yeah. Um, and there's something like oddly freeing about that to me because I do all the reading and I brief all the cases and I just have this like, this strange faith that everything's going to work out like I I think to myself I'm doing the work like what what I'm not not doing anything or there's no there's no place that I can identify that I'm not doing the work so surely if I'm doing the work the way this course is laid out means that I will succeed I don't know like I just it's it's totally baseless but I feel that way except that the work that we do to prepare for class is different than the work that's on the exam exactly and but you have like you have those issue spotters and stuff like your professors actually do sometimes assign work that's similar to what's going to be on the exams that's awesome yeah yeah so we have the the un well they're graded midterms but they're not weighted against our grade at all um so we could see how we would do on the exam yeah. if it was real. I'm actually getting my first torts midterm back tomorrow. So we'll see how I'm doing. Maybe if, maybe if we were having this conversation tomorrow night, my tone would be very different and I'd be in full panic mode. But I'm getting my torts midterm back on Thursday. So next week we can both talk about torts midterms. Ooh, very good. Tort. Yeah. <laughs> tort. Tort. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um yeah but same here it's it's most of the grade is the is the final it's like if you never come to class that's going to count against you but um that's about it yeah 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 like if you skip more than five classes you get an automatic f which whoa yeah f? that's that's torts yeah Jeez. you fail if you if you miss more than five classes wow yeah so um, what are you doing to prepare for these exams aside so, from all your work, which is, <laughs> I just have to say, incredible. <laughs> again, I'm taking less classes than you are. I think if oh, I had still <laughs> like three core classes and each professor assigned a bunch of reading every night, like I would not be able to finish it. Um, but really, so in my Civ Pro class, it's just sort of an aimless wandering through an outline that he's created and he never assigns any firm reading like nobody in our class could tell you what we should be reading right now so yeah so what I'll do is I'll look at his at his outline and 
he'll say, okay, like tomorrow we're going to talk about pleadings and I'll go to pleadings and I'll see the cases that he mentions in his outline and I'll read those cases. But there's no assigned reading and there's no, like, there's no, oh. yeah, yeah. So my strategy for each class is very different. With my torts class, I have an outline that I've been updating a couple times or or that I have updated a couple times throughout the trimester. And I'll just kind of go back and review and make sure that I am remembering things and not losing them to time um, or the lapse in time. Uh, and then I do the, the the midterms that he sends out. In my yeah, Civ Pro class, yeah, it, yeah. In my Civ Pro class, I am going to class, paying the best attention I can, um, and then going home and relying heavily on Quimby. Yeah. I will go on Quimby and I'll watch all the videos for all the different like subsections within civil procedure and kind of teach myself and then bring that knowledge to the classroom and try to apply it to what he's talking about. And I don't know, I feel like that final is going to be interesting because I've heard that there are, it, it's part multiple choice, part essay. And I've been doing well on the quizzes that are multiple choice, but I've never once had to sit down and write any, anything for that class. Um, so I don't know if I would be able to put the rules down on paper or apply it to a fact pattern. It's closed book. Um, that I would have to double check. I don't know, actually. Oh, yeah, you should definitely check. Quimby has, um, hypos with model answers for every class. There's, like, 30, I bet, for Civ Pro, because there's 30 for each of my classes. So, Sweet. like, you could... That's a hot Yeah, tip. yeah. Um, and then the Barbary Winnell Mastery class has, like, in addition to videos, multiple choice, and I think a couple practice exams. That's... That is going to be what I do on the weekends. That's yeah. Our yeah. school, I mean, most schools have like a an exam bank, but my professors' exams aren't on there probably because two of my professors are new and one, well, one's new, one's visiting, and then one of them doesn't have practice exams up there. And I was like, you know what? I just need to take a practice test. It doesn't need to be their practice test, but because like, remember how many like LSAT practice LSATs we did? Like so many. Triggered, triggered, triggered. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so many. But yeah, I mean, that's how we got better. I never took practice exams in undergrad, I don't think. Maybe because not everything came down to the final, but I don't know. For some reason in law school, it seems like very necessary to do practice exams. I think it's because everything comes down to the final. Yeah. Like if if I had a midterm that was worth 30% and my participation was worth 20% and I had little assignments that were worth 30% and the final was just a piece of that. Can you can you imagine? Oh wait, I now I'm remembering. Okay, a lot of my finals in undergrad were like papers that you had actual time to write. Them. Oh, sure. Yeah. And this is like some weird time do you have to write a paper? basically but it's like timed and it draws on like all of your knowledge from the entire semester yeah okay yeah <laughs> very stressful yeah but we I'm will doing, prevail i'm making outlines as well and so my thought process was like okay first let me compile my own notes then let me go through 
for each class and check like the slide, the PowerPoint slides that were uploaded. Mm-hmm. Like all my professors upload their slides, which is incredible. And like make sure that everything that was taught to me in class, I have somewhere in this outline. And then, um, and then I thought, okay, now I'm going to go through and like compare this with like what's in a professional outline or a commercial outline rather. So where are you getting the commercial outlines? Um, well, hold on. That was what I was planning to do. And then I was like, I actually have like looked at these documents for too long. Like I just going through those two steps took a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it just takes so long. And so I had to step back from them because like they are outlines of what I've learned in class. Like the information is what I've what's been exposed to me in class, but there's actually gaps between like what I've heard in class and what I understand. And so I'm trying to watch like a lot of videos and read a lot uh, from other sources about some of the topics that just haven't quite clicked with me the way that they've been described to me in class. So I'm kind of in like a catch up phase and then also a memorization phase at the same time, because I'll be like introduced to like, as I'm being explained something that I didn't understand, there'll be something else that I did understand also being described. So it's, like, really drilling it in in these yeah. videos. Uh, also totally relying on Quimby and Barbary. But I'll upload to the blog um, this YouTube series by a guy who writes on a whiteboard and is, like, he's not just explaining the content of the classes, but how to approach the... Um, hypos on exams like he was like here's the step-by-step for like a negligence like if you encounter like a negligence hypo do this first then do this then you know it's just yeah it's really methodical it's like really nice um so I'm doing that and then also for like similar for for the a similar objective I'm like using these flashcards called Emmanuel's law in a flash and it's like definition cards and also a lot of hypos for every concept and so I'll often think that I understand something and then when it's like posed to me in a hypo I'll get it wrong and I'll be like oh shit I don't understand so those have been really good because it has like the answer and then a full explanation of like you might have thought it was this but it's actually this and I was like oh I get it well Um, also it's a little confusing because I mean, you and I are only taking one similar class, torts, um, or one same class. In torts, I feel like the answer isn't always straightforward. Like, it's not like if you are if you are presented with a set of facts, there can only be one tort claim, and you have to like figure out what it is based on you know, like there are multiple right answers. Yeah, I think so. I think well. It's not like the hypo is so open-ended. Like, the hypo that are on the flashcards are very tailored to, like, the one thing they're trying to quiz you on. Oh, okay. You know? It's, like, a couple sentences. It's not a whole page. Got it. But, yeah. 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 The the big hypos are really open-ended. But the flashcards are good for memorization. My torts exam is closed book. The other two are open book, but I've definitely been going over those flashcards for that reason. 
Um, they were really expensive. Like I, this flashcard set is 200 bucks. Wait, not just, what? Not just torts. It's for all the 1L classes. Um, other than con law for some reason, but I've been putting it off all semester cause it's just too much money. And then I was like, I, I borrowed a friend's and flipped through them and was like, Oh, these are, these are gold. I have to get them. And I really like them, but yeah, I, I've spent a lot of, I've just been, spent so much money on being a law student. It sucks. Oh, um, talk about it. But yeah. <laughs> and then I, uh, hopefully can come back to the outlines, refer to them and to like the things I've memorized while I do the practice tests and then compare those to the model answers that are on Quimby and just see like if I've kind of matched everything up and where I need to revise my outlines. And of course my outlines aren't done because my classes aren't done and I'm going to have to go back and update them every week. That's kind of my general trajectory. I'm overwhelmed. I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, but now I'm going to want to look into those flashcards. Quimby has free flashcards. Yeah. Yeah. But I really like just like the holding them. Physical flashcards. When I look at the screen, the inertia thing is there. There's Mm. so many other things on the screen I'd rather look at. Cats, for example. Cats. (laughs) Cats doing things. That big fluffy cat I sent you that looks so oh, round. Making that noise. It's not even a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> um, yeah, that's the plan. Well, if we've learned anything on this podcast about our best laid plans, <laughs> <laughs> I think we could probably predict how our plans are going to go. I definitely... But- had been putting a lot of pressure on myself to like do practice tests. I was like, I really need to do a lot of practice tests, but I am at least, I've at least like told myself I can't do those until after the memo is due. That's like, my, yeah. Yeah. That's my general thought too. I have this memo and then I have a final assignment due in my legal research class. Um, and those are both due before Thanksgiving, but then that only leaves me one week before my, Final, so I'm really trying to get these two papers done in the next week. Yeah. Yeah. I've also been trying to apply what I've been learning to migration issues, like aside from the job search, just trying to keep my like mission thing going in this review process. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I've been trying to find articles that are like chock full of towards contracts and property issues so that I can like kind of pick through them as if they were an exam question, except that it's like someone's life and someone's rights. Uh, so not to make light of their suffering by turning it into like a school problem, but just as an exercise in like identifying what kind of rights people have. So there's mm-hmm. one I found that has like a lot going on in it that I'll put on the blog in case anyone wants to just read through it and talk through it with me from like a legal lens. Cause there's so many different lenses that you could read migration through obviously. Um, but I read it and I was like, Oh yeah, I could write about that for sure. So I'll put that up there. Yeah. So people do it. 
Oh, and talking to people has been really helpful. I got to give a shout out to Inbar for letting me talk to her about establishing duty and Dana for letting me talk to her about adverse possession and Shauna who wanted to know about when contracts aren't valid and Kay who wanted to know about intellectual property. So those are really fun. I feel like I've had a lot of like nice catch-ups. Whoa. Yeah. I I unfortunately have to stop doing that because I'm at the point where like, I can't spend any more time explaining things that I do understand. I have to spend all my time learning things that I don't understand. But mm, fair. Well, if you're a friend of mine and you heard that, you should feel ashamed <laughs> that you have not reached out to me, uh, wondering what I know about the law. I take it as a personal slight. You think I know nothing? <laughs> this is fine. But I think as you deleted your Facebook, yeah, yeah, that's definitely yeah, probably. <laughs> Yes, it's probably because I deleted my Facebook. Am I missing anything good on Facebook or should I no. just stay gone? Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the law school meme page is, is good. Yeah, but you keep me I, abreast. I send you the memes. <laughs> um, okay, well, as long as we're doing shout outs, I just want to yeah. give just one more plug um, for our Q&A submission. We actually had four questions submitted already. So if you are one of the folks that submitted a question that Lydia and I are going to answer eventually, uh, thank you for doing that. But if you would like to ask us a question about, I think what I said last week was who we are and why we won't stop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but really like what, just ask us anything truly. And we're thinking maybe once this could be like a treat episode for when we're done with our finals. Um, And we just want to, chat with you about life. So if you'd like to submit a question, go to lawschoolinbrief.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and there's a contact sheet. So you can fill that out and we'll get your question. Yeah. 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 I think we should wait and compile them all and do like a whole big Q&A. That'd be really fun. Yeah. and <laughs> a with M and L. Yeah. Please wish us luck as we... <laughs> study for exams if you're Please. listening to this send us some help <laughs> i'm obviously unraveling like i'm still ready to start over megan i don't know if you are um we can just stop it now <laughs> not this time you're not so lucky <laughs> um, all right i've got nothing else for you that's like basically my week yeah I, what what more is there to say truly that's my law school in brief yeah these episodes just get longer and longer. <laughs> we, we, there is nothing brief about this anymore. But clearly this is needed. It's much cheaper than therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, buddy. Okay. Bye, friends. Bye, friends. <laughs>